Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Press Coverage. This is your host, Cameron Clark. And on today's weekly episode, my counterpart, Brandon Ogden, and I are going to give you our picks for all the money lines for week three and give you our three favorite bets of the week. Enjoy. All right, Brandon, it is that time again. Welcome back. It's time to make our picks for week three with our three favorite bets of the week. We'll be giving you the, the lines and the money line advice on every game. So we'll start with my beloved Jaguars taking the whoa, match. Whoa, 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 whoa. First, we got to recap what happened week two, oh. my guy. Yes, tell us. So we'll start, we'll start with... Uh, Chase sent us his picks via confusing text. Um, so we did take those down. He just picked straight money line and went 11 and four. So solid opening week for Chase. You, straight money line, uh, improved your record by two games, went 10 and six. So Woo! you are moved to, to 18 and 14 uh, on the year. And then I, boy. After an 11 and five start last week, go 14 and two uh, money line pick. So I moved to 25 and seven on the year. And then <laughs> as far as best bets, um, so if you remember, we made our three best bets, um, $100 each bet. You went two and three on your best bets. Um, all of them were minus 110. So you went home with a total of, yeah. What I say? Oh. Two and three? Yeah. Um, yeah, my bad. Um, so you went home with $80 if you were to put $100 on all of those. <laughs> uh, just to recap, you had the Saints Raiders over that hit, Jaguars plus nine, which hit, and then your loss was the Eagles minus one. And then I had I went 3-0 on my best bets. So I had the 49ers minus seven, which hit. I did a teaser that got the Cowboys down to plus one and a half, which was a sweater. Uh, the Packers to even, and then the Chiefs to minus two and a half, which was also a bit of a sweater. And then I parlayed the Bucks, Steelers, Ravens, and 49ers. So if you bet 100 bucks on each of those, you won $424 um, off of those. So uh, good week for both of us. Um, in the positive, which is where you always want to be. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into our uh, week three money line picks to start with and it starts with thursday night football the stash getting a prime time show the jags hosting the dolphins the in-state rivalry the beard versus the mustache couldn't be more obvious to me gotta pick them i'm picking the jags what about you uh, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than you think, um, especially because Chark isn't playing. Um, that does make me a little bit nervous. Um, but I'm going to say that the stash makes one or two more plays than the beard, and the Jaguars win a squeaker. Nice. Then the first game on the slate for Sunday afternoon uh, is the 2-0 Tennessee Titans. In the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings, and it hasn't looked good for the Vikings so far, as we talked about on the last episode. 
but the Titans come in favorite on the road. I have them at two and a half favorites. Yeah. And I'm picking the Titans to win. Who are you picking? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how anybody can look at this game and openly say that the Vikings are going to win this game. Um, they've looked like just an absolute mess so far. Um, so they're going to have to win a game before I would put any money down on them. So I like the Titans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other AFC South uh, competitor that afternoon, or one of the other ones that afternoon, uh, we talked about them extensively on the last episode. The Houston Texans travel to Heinz Field to face the undefeated 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh comes in at home, favored by four. Ooh, tough game to pick. Do the Texans snap out of their funk? I think it's a bad deal that they got these three defenses to start the season. I'm going to pick the Steelers. What about you? Yeah, I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers here too. Just too much pass rush. Um, it, it just defensive play overall. Um, the offense still for the Texans doesn't look right. Um, and we know that Deshaun Watson's uh, offensive line is, um, uh, we will say, uh, unbelievably average at best. <laughs> uh, that. The Steelers do come in favored by four. Do you like them against that? Uh, to me, I, I would probably stay away from the the spread, um, but I would look at the under. I don't know what the over-under is off the top of my head, but I do think 45. the under is probably – yeah, that's probably a good play. Neither team has really shown that they can put up a ton of points. Just so you know that this wasn't uh, influenced by you in any way, one of my three bets of the week, it's obvious that we think alike, is the under in this game. Uh, Look at that. I do have a lot of confidence in the Steelers. Um, But let's move on. We'll start out with an AFC South barrage, so to speak, with the Indianapolis Colts, who on the last episode, you made your lock of the week. And the fighting Adam Gases, who we also talked about quite a bit on the last episode. Uh, I'm going to guess we're both on the Colts. So my question is going to be, do you like them by 10 or less? Um, so a Colts money line is what you're going to want to put in your parlays. Probably a pretty good teaser team because you're going to get them down to you know, you could get them down to four or five, depending on what line you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Ten and is is tough to lay, um, but the Jets are so bad that if you if you love it, I, I would go for it. Uh, but I would look as them as more as a parlay teaser team this week. Uh, we'll we'll stay in the South. Actually, let's just keep it at home, Brandon. The Atlanta Falcons crash off of that heartbreaking loss. To the, to the Dallas Cowboys host another 2-0 team. A lot of 2-0s versus 0-2s this week, it seems. Uh, we've seen it four times already on Sunday's slate. The Atlanta Falcons host the Chicago Bears. How do you see this one shaking out? I like the Falcons in this game, actually. Um, 
I think it's going to come down to can they emotionally get over what happened to them last week or not. I think they have too much offense um, for the Bears. Um, and <sighs> Trubisky's had like three really good quarters and then five not so good quarters. Um, it like to me, it, this just comes down to quarterback play, overall weapons. Give me the Falcons and what will most definitely probably be uh, a back and forth game if I had to <laughs> guess given the Falcons track record. Yeah. Uh, so I do like the Falcons in this game. I like them at home. That indoor track suits them well with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, who might not play. Just want to warn everyone about that. We do not know at the time of this recording if Julio Jones yes, is going to play. He might not play, which would make a big difference in this game um, if they're able to really focus in on Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst and Russell Gage. But assuming that he does play, I think they have a, another big game on offense. And I think they actually start the game really strong. I think they come out of the gates hot, score a couple touchdowns in the first half, um, and cruise to a pretty substantial victory. I would take them over the minus three that they are listed at right now. Um, let's move on. Let me just say real quick. Let me just say one thing. Calvin Ridley might be one of the nastiest route runners in the NFL that nobody talks about. That dude runs nasty routes. Yeah, and the the Falcons have, I mean, really throughout Matt Ryan's whole career have had good weapons for him to throw to. But really mm -hmm. right now, it might be the best assortment of offensive weapons that he's really ever had uh, with Todd Gurley in the backfield, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Calvin Ridley, all pro receiver Julio Jones. And then Russell Gage has really come on strong in the first two games, former LSU Tiger. Um, so, again, we're both on the Falcons. Not a whole lot of differences so far, Brandon, but I think it might change here. The Rams travel to Buffalo, but nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I've been really impressed by Josh Allen, and I'm going to roll with it. I'm taking the Bills at home. Are you? Uh, yeah, I am. I bet against – all right, I've bet against the Rams um, both weeks. Both weeks they've won. So I'm going to bet on the Rams this week. They're going to lose. They're going to go 2-1. But, but <laughs> I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I've been really, really impressed with this offense. Um, I think that Ramsey matches up really well against Stephon Diggs. So um, can Allen hit the secondary receivers like John Brown, Cole Beasley? Um, consistently throughout the game um, to open up the offense. Um, you know, the Rams did a really good job of preventing big plays against the Cowboys. Um, mm -hmm. And the Bills kind of have – a it's kind of like a, a poor man's version of the Cowboys offense. Um, so I, I like the Rams in this matchup. But I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games of, of the, the early slate. For sure. Uh, back, one of the few battles of 2-0 and o teams uh, on the slate this week. Um, there is another one, a pretty anticipated one, happening on Monday night um, that we will get to at the end of this episode. But we'll move on to the Washington football team 
are coming in at one and one, facing off against the Browns, who are feeling a little bit different about themselves at one and one than the Reds or whoop, than the Washington football team is. Uh, but I'm going to put the Browns. I think Baker Mayfield kind of settled the critics down. Um, and really the issue for me, as it's going to probably be in every game this year, I'm really high on that Washington defense. I just don't know that there's enough offense in every game. I mean, other than McLaurin, uh, I don't think that there's really a lot of whole, a whole lot of places that offense is going to come from. So I'm going to feel pretty comfortable taking Cleveland in this game. Yeah, we read it the same way. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I would look at the under here, um, as in every game with the uh, Washington football team, because they do play good defense, um, but they just don't score. Haskins is probably, you know, if Tyrod Taylor didn't play one game, probably looked like the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just there's just no consistency there. Not saying that, you know, he can't find it um, eventually. Um, but his weapon, his weaponry is uh, a little bit better than Sam Darnold's, but not much. Uh, so I like the Browns, but I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what people probably think. Sure. And uh, a guy who might be second in that conversation for a guy who's looked like the worst quarterback in the NFL so far would be Carson Wentz. And the 0-2 Eagles are hosting – the 0-2 Bengals, how do you see this one shaking out? The Eagles can't go 0-3. They have too much talent on that roster to go 0-3. Um, I think the Rams were a really bad matchup for them um, just because of what Sam uh, – not Sam Darnold, but Luke Donald um, – uh, Aaron Donald. Luke Donald's a golfer. Uh, Aaron Donald can do um, – so I, I like the Eagles here, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles actually kind of run away with this game um, and kind of take some punishment out on the on the Bengals. I actually think this one's going to be close. Uh, I actually picked the Bengals last week, and they came up a little short, but I was really impressed by Burrow uh, overall in that game. I thought he looked really poised. Uh, he took a lot of shots from Miles Garrett. And he still kind of hung in there, kept slinging it. Uh, and he really did sling it a bunch, over 60 throws in that game. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, I mean, I've picked the Eagles both of the first two weeks, as of you. And yes. we've yet to be right. And something makes me nervous to do it again. Like, Sunday's going to roll hey, around yeah. 3 o'clock, and we're both going to be like, why did we do that? Uh, but I think Carson Wentz writes the ship, but I think it's close. I think Burrow plays well, uh, but they're, they're going to be a good 0-3 team. <laughs> um, uh, to me, if the Eagles go 0-3, this is my promise to you, the listeners and Cowboys Nation. I will pick the Eagles in all 16 games if that means they'll go 0-16. <laughs> I will sacrifice those 16 losses on my record um, if that's what it takes. Um then we'll talk about the team fresh off of a big Monday night football win. Tough matchup following that big win. They're traveling on the road against the Patriots who have an extra day of prep for them as they played Sunday. Um, and another disadvantage is that they are traveling from Pacific Coast to East Coast. 
uh, it'll feel like a, you know, a 10 a.m. kickoff for them. Pretty tough matchup. Who do you like in this Raiders-Patriots game? Yeah, to me, I, I'm all over the Patriots this week. Um, Belichick's going to take away what you do best. So what's he going to do? He's probably going to double Darren Waller, and he's going to dare Derek Carr to throw the ball deep to beat him. Um, and if we've seen anything from Derek Carr, it's that he doesn't want to throw the ball deep. So um, I really, really like the Patriots in this. And to me, it just comes down to, I think Belichick is going to have the game plan in place um, to really take advantage of what the, the um, Raiders don't do well. So I like the Patriots in this spot. Nice. And our last game, I believe. Well, who do you like in that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh I also am picking the Patriots in this game, but I, I'm nervous about it. Okay. We, I felt extremely confident against the Raiders on Monday, so I don't feel as confident now. If the Raiders win this game, they definitely move up my rankings in terms of like where they're at in the pecking order. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Derek Carr attacks that secondary. I would take the Raiders plus six. Um, but I think the Patriots squeak it out. And then the last game of the early window, we talked about them a lot on the last episode, the very injured 49ers. This is a tough game to pick because there's been rumors floating that Garoppolo might play somehow, might play back in the turf at MetLife Stadium. The The 49ers are still favored despite – all of those injuries, they're still favored on the road by four, uh, which is just – that tells you all you need to know about the New York Giants. Um, it's tough. If uh, I'm worried about the amount of injuries that the 49ers have sustained, it's tough not knowing if Garoppolo is going to play – can I have a caveat? <laughs> nope. Nope. I think I'm going to pick the Giants. Okay. Uh, I actually am too. Um, the Giants have, you know, they've been competitive in their games. Um, they've gone against two, you know, one really good defense in the Steelers, one solid defense in the Bears, wouldn't say great. Um, hurts that they don't have Barkley. If they had Barkley, I would – um, feel a lot more confident about this, but who the 49ers pride themselves in the run game. Um, they lost their two, they lost two of their three headed monster. So um, they're down to one in McKinnon. McKinnon, you know, hasn't been the most durable back over the last few years. Um, you know, still don't know if Kittle's playing. If he doesn't play, you know, the same old question, who are we throwing the ball to? Who's throwing the ball to them? Um, mm -hmm. So if it's Daniel Jones versus uh, Nick Mullins, uh, give me Daniel Jones in that. Um, so mm -hmm. I like the Giants and will, will probably be um, one of the more unwatchable games that, of course, um, <laughs> we'll have on on Fox um, when <laughs> while you're here in Kansas City. So lovely. Uh, then let's move on to the late window. The probably the worst game out of the late window. Um, due to the fact that Christian McCaffrey is not playing 
it was announced today that Tyrod Taylor would not be playing. <laughs> uh, he unexpectedly did not play in week two, and we found out today why that was. Um, at the time, it was just announced that he had a rib injury, a chest injury, and he had to go to the hospital. We found out today that a team doctor was actually trying to give him uh, a shot in his chest to uh, numb the pain of the hurt rib that he had and punctured a lung. And Tyrod Taylor couldn't play, so they were they had to throw their sixth overall pick, Justin Herbert, into action at a moment's notice. And he played pretty well. He played pretty well. The thing that worries me about this game is how the Panthers replace all of the offense that Christian McCaffrey normally creates for them. Um, and the Chargers have a very strong defense. I do not like them by six and a half, but I do like them to win the game. Yeah. Similar to my Saquon take, if McCaffrey was playing in this game, I would probably lean towards the Panthers. Um, but without him, um, I, I'm picking the Chargers. That defense showed what it can do. Um, and I, I, you just don't know where the offense is coming from. Bridgewater has not been very good. Um, I don't love their receiving core. Um, Mike Davis is going to be their starting running back. He's not a great pass catcher out of the backfield. So um, the Deacon dunk that Bridgewater does is going to have to come to guys like Curtis Samuel. Um, so they need to be a little more creative in, you know, in their offense. Um, and I don't know if they're there yet because this is a team with a whole new coaching staff, new quarterback. Um, you know, they didn't get an offseason. So I think the Panthers are one of those teams that later in the year are going to be kind of a tough out, um, especially once they get McCaffrey back. Um, but it's just not yet. Um, so I like the Chargers in this game. Nice. Um, then one of the best games of the late window, not the best, but one of the best, we get to see Brady back in action for the Tampa Bay Bucks. We saw a really strong performance out of Leonard Fournette last week. He ran for over 100 yards. Uh, and the Broncos, again, another team that just got ravaged by injuries. Drew Locke, as we mentioned on the last episode, out three to five weeks. Portland Sutton out for the season. And their pass defense has been nothing to write home about. A.J. Bouye uh, has not played that well on number ones. Um, and I think there's just a lot of guys to match up with on this Buccaneers offense. And I think Tom Brady has a pretty big day. Um, I like the Bucks pretty safely in this one. Yeah, I do too. But uh, all over the Bucks this week, um, and I don't think the Bucks are that great. Um, I, I wasn't that impressed with them um, in their win over the Panthers. They didn't play that great against the Saints. So this is kind of a get yourself right game. Um, you know, I, I look for them to really try to involve Gronk. I don't think he had a catch last week. Um, so look for that matchup. Um, I like Gronk in fantasy, or if you're doing daily fantasy or something like that, I think he would be a solid play here, um, as they try to maybe force feed him. Um, but I think the Bucks finally made the right switch, getting Fournette involved, getting a little bit more physical in their run game. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so I, I, I like that adjustment out of Bruce Arians, taking a little bit of the pressure off Brady, allowing them to set up a little more play action. Um, the Broncos just don't have the weapons to, to put any fear in the Bucks defense. So um, I, I like the Bucks. Nice. And so uh, we'll move on before we get to the national game of the week uh, in that late window. 
um, to the 0 and 2, and again, an 0 and 2 versus a 2 and 0. The 0 and 2 Detroit Lions are taking on maybe the hottest team in the NFL um, that isn't the Chiefs or the Ravens, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Tyler Murray is actually their leading rusher to this point during the season. And DeAndre Hopkins has looked like an all-world receiver with 22 catches in the early early part of the year. Uh, I find it hard to believe that either of us are not going to pick the Cardinals, but I'll ask you, who are you picking in this game? Yeah, taking the Cardinals. I actually think this game might be um, one of those games that's a little bit closer than people think. Um, I think the Lions could, you know, I think the Lions could score some points on the Cardinals defense. Um, Like you said, the Cardinals running game has not been that great this year. Kenyon Drake's been a big disappointment in fantasy. Um, If you listen to our preview, I actually mentioned that I thought he would be. Um, So I I like the Cardinals here, but this one is a tough, uh, what are they? Are they six point favorites? Uh, I have a three. Five and a half. Yeah, the five and a half does scare me. Um, So I'd probably stay away from this game. Um, But I do like the Cardinals money line. Nice. And I don't know if you could tell from my introduction to the game. I'm also on the Cardinals. Uh, But we will move over to the national game of the late afternoon. The Dallas Cowboys fresh off of that whether you want to look at it as monumental or heartbreaking uh, performance against the Atlanta Falcons last week. And they face the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now. Not a great matchup for that defense, but it's interesting. Two of the best offenses in, in, in the NFL. Who do you like in this game? So I like the Cowboys. Um... I just think that I think this game is going to be a shootout. Um, And so when I think of it being a shootout, the quarterback position, I think, you know, no doubt in my mind, Russell Wilson's the best to me, the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, So of course I give the advantage there, but then when you look at the overall weaponry um, of the quarterbacks, the Cowboys weapons are so much better than the Seahawks. Um, the Cowboys do it. Cheeto Awuzie is out for the game. Um, so that scares me a little bit. We still don't know if Tyron Smith's playing. Um, but I thought the offensive line held up pretty well, all things considered, last week. Um, so I like the Cowboys to score a lot of points here. I'd be all over the over in this game. The Seahawks secondary has been a mess. Even Jamal Adams has been pretty bad um, in pass coverage. They lost Bruce Irvin. They have zero pass rush. So even if Tyron Smith doesn't play, um, you know, they're not getting home to the quarterback. So when it comes down to who can get a stop, I think of okay, what team can create a negative play. The Cowboys at least have Demarcus Lawrence if he plays, Alden Smith, Everson Griffin. They have some guys that can get to the quarterback and maybe get Russ in a, you know, a second and long or third and long and kill a drive. Um, so I like the Cowboys here. I think they're going to, you know, have a ton of momentum coming off of that win. You kind of get that weight off your shoulders of McCarthy getting his first win. So I like the Cowboys in a shootout. Yeah. uh, This was a tough game to pick. Really, all three of these last games, um, whether it's this game, the Sunday night game, or Monday night, are pretty coin flip games. But for some reason, I think that that momentum from last week carries over, and I'm also picking the Cowboys. 
the over, if you want to know what it is, it scares me quite a bit. It's 56. Um, but I do think the Cowboys end up winning this game. And a big thing that I think is going to make an impact, as you said, uh, a, which team could get a stop. The Seahawks left tackle Dwayne Brown is most likely not going to play in this game. Uh, so I think that's a really good opportunity for Demarcus Lawrence to make some plays. Um, but I do think that Russ still plays really, really well, probably throws three touchdowns. Um, but I like the Cowboys. I like Zeke. Zeke has looked really strong the first two weeks. Um, so I like the Cowboys in this one. Close, 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 close uh, on the road. So Sunday night football is the matchup of two former MVP quarterbacks without possibly their star wide receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas might not play. Devontae Adams might not play. Um, so who do you like in this game? I'll tell you right off the bat, I don't know what it is, but I like the Packers. You like the Packers? I do. Uh, so initially I was going to go Packers. Um, I think all week that's where I've been leaning, um, but I'm actually going to go Saints. Um, I think the Saints have a better defense. Um, I like Kamara a little bit more than Aaron Jones. If Adams isn't playing and Thomas isn't playing, the Saints have just a little bit better weapons. Um, you know, I think Rodgers is probably the better quarterback at this point in their career against Breeze. Um, so I think this is I think this is going to be a fun game. I just don't see the Saints losing back-to-back -back games um, like this. So I, I like the Saints in this game. I like them close, um, but I I don't love them. I don't love the pick. This to me was the hardest game to pick. I think um, outside of the Giants 49ers game, which was just all injury-based. Um, so this one does scare me, but I'm going to lean the Saints. Nice. So then we will finish it up with our Monday night, probably tabbed as the game of the year when the schedule came out. Uh, the MVP from two years ago against the MVP from last year, two of the best young quarterbacks maybe ever that we've seen this young, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs traveled to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the absolutely rolling Baltimore Ravens. I'm just going to go right off the bat. I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. I'd be foolish not to pick them in this game. I just think they have a better defense. Calais Campbell, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters, a former chief, has played really well this, this season. He had a really nice interception on De out from Deshaun Watson last week. Um, and I think uh, Patrick Queen has already played really well so far this year. And the the Ravens running game is just an impossible attack to stop. And we've seen both last week with the Chargers with Eckler and Joshua Kelly and in week one with David Johnson, running games have really attacked the Chiefs well. So Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and most notably Lamar Jackson are going to have a good performance. But I think it's going to be an amazing game to watch. A lot of offense. And I think the Ravens end up winning just because they can make more stops than the Chiefs can. Yeah, so this game interests me for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I, I'm curious to see how they attack each other and what the game plans are. Um, 
because I think both of these teams probably expect to be playing each other in the postseason. So mm-hmm. do you want to show, you know, your best stuff in week mm-hmm. three? Like, you know, in a game that probably really won't mean a ton. Um, I think the Chiefs have struggled offensively. They haven't had the big plays outside of the one really big play from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill um, to tie that game up. Um, but they they haven't been able to get the ball um, – vertical um, as much this year as they had the last couple of years. So that worries me a little bit. Um, can they get Marcus Peters on a double move or something? Uh, can they Tyree kill get by him? Um, I think the Ravens have a more consistent defense and a more consistent running game um, at the moment. So I, I, I think the Ravens win a close game. Um, and what, what's the over under on this game? 54 and a half. <laughs> 54 and a half. I would actually really, really look at the under in this game mm-hmm. um, just because I think it's going to be a feeling out process. And I don't think either team is going to try to show all of their best stuff. Um, and like you said, I think the Ravens are really, really going to attack on the ground here, chew up a lot of clock on some of these drives. Um, and, and with the Chiefs not having that quick strike offense so far to start the year, and really relying on, on kind of 10, 12-yard routes. Um, I think the under is actually kind of a smart play, and I, I would assume that as we get closer to that game, uh, you're going to see some money come in on the over um, mm-hmm. to maybe even drive that price, uh, drive the point total up, a, you know, a half point or a point. Um, so I like the under. I think the Ravens win the game close. Um and I think it's going to be a great game. How about ESPN finally getting a good Monday night game? No kidding. Two weeks in a row, really. Like, I thought the game yeah. last week was pretty good, and uh, even on paper. But that's great for them that they got the game of the year. And I've actually, while we're talking about that, have really enjoyed the Monday night football crew. I'm not a huge Greasy fan, but I really like Riddick, uh, Lewis Riddick, and Steve Levy. Um, I just wish that they could have gotten somebody other than Greasy, maybe like Dan Orlovsky to get in there and or Pat McAfee to get in there and do the uh, the color. Um, but I've enjoyed the Monday Night Football crew so far. Um, but I'll let you start us off with your best bet. So I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we only had two games that were different. The Rams, Bills and the Packers Saints. Is that correct? Packers Saints, we did Rams Bills, we did. I thought there was one more, but maybe. Hold on, I can actually look this up really quick because I plugged it all in. Rams Bills, yeah, Packers Saints, that was it. So probably not going to be a huge jump. Um, we'll probably both have terrible weeks since we picked the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, we're both going seven and nine <laughs> uh, right. so for best bets, bets. Just, just since I already said it and, and that was the uh, Steelers Texans under 45 and a half under 45 and a half um, okay my first one is actually going to be the Giants money line at plus 175 ooh nice my second is going to come from that late window, a game that we both picked the Cardinals. I had, oh, for some reason, 
I wrote this number down much differently than it is. So I apologize. Uh, I had the over under at 43 and a half. Then <laughs> that is not. Yeah, that's way wrong. It's 55 and a half. So with that being said, I'll give you my second bet and or my third bet and come back to that last one. Um, my next bet of the week is a, actually a five-team parlay. We're going big, baby. I have the Colts, the Browns, the Falcons, the Cardinals, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five teams, all going to go 1-0, and and it's going to bring you back a lot of money. All right, let's. I'm. I'm gonna real quick uh, on on William Hill throw this in and see uh, what odds you got. Browns, Colts, Cardinals, Bucks, and you said Falcons. Yep. So that five team run that would be plus three fifty eight. You hit that, you're right back in this thing. Yay! All right. Well. Since you did your parlay, I will do my parlay. Uh, mine's only a three-teamer. It's the Colts, the Browns, and the Eagles. Um, so if you do those three together, that would get you to plus 119. Nice. Uh, my last bet of the week, I will have to pivot. as <laughs> I'm not taking the Lions Cardinals over 55 and a half. I'm actually, actually – going to take the Jets Colts over 44 and a half. I think there's Jets, a lot of Colts, over. turnovers, things like that, and uh, defensive touchdowns. And I think, honestly, the Colts just kind of put it on the Jets. So um, I can easily see them winning a 28-17 or 35-17, 35-10 game. You said under 44? Over. For 44 and a half. I'm going to give you, so William Hill has it at 44, so I'm going to give you 44. Okay. So you could get a push. Sure. Okay. My last bet of the week is going to be the Cowboys money line, um, which I was kind of shocked when I looked at it. It's plus 190. Um, so I think those are really good odds. Um for a team that I think is going to win straight up. So plus 190, um, you know, for a team that I, I see no reason why they couldn't win that game. So I like the Cowboys uh, money line for my other bet of the week. Nice. So we'll just do a quick recap. So I'll run through all of our picks. As most of them were the same. Uh, we were both on the Jags, both on the Titans, both on the Steelers, both on the Colts, Falcons, Bills, and you took the Rams in that game. Both yep. on the Browns, Patriots, 49ers, or, or excuse me, Giants, Eagles, Chargers, Bucks, Cardinals, Cowboys. And then I took the Packers, you took the Saints, and then we both took the Ravens. And I finished it up with my three bets of the week as the Steelers, Texans under, the Colts, Jets over. And a five-team parlay of the Colts, Browns, Falcons, Cardinals, and Bucks. Yep. And then my best bets were 
the Giants money line, Cowboys money line, and then a three-team parlay of the Colts, the Browns, and the Eagles. Wow, Brandon, big uh, NFC East fan there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, the, probably the worst division in football right now, and I have them going three and three and zero oh in my my bet. So that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, good luck, everyone, on your bets. I'm excited for another week of uh, football, and it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. This podcast will be out after that, but uh, it starts tomorrow with the stash taking us both to 1-0 on week three. Good luck, Brandon, and uh, thank you. Yep, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to yet another episode of Press Coverage. Again, I'm your host, Cameron Clark, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, all under the handle of Press Coverage. Thank you so much. Good luck on your bets. Enjoy your football this weekend, and stay safe, everybody. The people that know me best, the key that I won't forget.